chapter 2, verse 11, how to read a sign. Good signs are helpful. Confusing, unclear signs are no good at all. In the city where I live, there are constant complaints about confusing parking signs. Different days and hours, arrows pointing in different directions, all designed to confuse and make people fall into disobedience to the law and end up paying a fine. On our freeways, on the other hand, occasionally we see a sign saying, go back, you are going the wrong way. This is a great sign, clear, unambiguous. It's a sign to be heeded. You would be a fool to simply admire it as a sign and not do what it says. In fact, the consequences would be devastating as you would be driving into oncoming cars. Today, we pause to consider a single verse. John 2.11 tells us that Jesus' actions at Cana are the first sign that, John, that Jesus performed. John uses the term sign to describe what we would call the miraculous actions of Jesus in this gospel. It is, excuse the pun, a significant word in John's gospel. John collects seven of these signs and presents them in his story of Jesus up to chapter 11, before recounting the final sign to which they all point when Jesus dies on the cross and rises again. When Jesus describes the wedding at Cana as the first sign, he could also be meaning that this is the beginning of the signs or the foundation of the signs. It is a sign that tells us how to read the other signs and get the message they intend. First, the signs reveal Jesus' glory. They reveal Jesus to be God's spirit-anointed king, God's divine and unique son. They reveal that he has come to bring life. We read the signs correctly when we see they point us to who Jesus is. Second, the proper response to these signs is to believe what the signs point to, to trust in the one who does these signs. The signs point us to follow Jesus, to give our allegiance and loyalty to him. John chooses a small selection of extraordinary incidents that he calls signs. This is an extraordinary amount of wine. In a while, Jesus will heal a young boy from a great distance. He will heal a man who has been ill for a lifetime. He will feed 5,000 people, walk on water, heal a man born blind, and raise a man who has been dead for four days. It is easy to get focused on these signs and even demand that something similar be done for us. But that is to miss the point. This would be like standing in front of a sign, admiring the way it is written, but not seeing what it is saying. It would be like reading a sign saying, go back, you are going the wrong way, and walking straight towards it. The signs point us to Jesus. One might be enough. Seven is overwhelming. Together, they point us to Jesus and what he came to do. The Christian faith has always been a matter of trust. John gives us the words of Jesus, and he gives us the works, the signs of Jesus. John 20, 30, 31 says, Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Let's read the signs right, continue to trust in the name of Jesus, and enjoy the life he gives. Gracious Lord, we thank you that we have the works and words of Jesus recorded for us in the Gospels as we seek to grow in trust in him. Give us eyes to see and hearts that are open to receive your word and the life that it promises in your Son, 
in whose name we pray. Lift Up Your Hearts Devotionals is produced by GAFCON Global Anglicans. To support this and other GAFCON ministry, please visit gafcon.org.